Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Pray With Me. Let's get these blessings started. I'm your host, Pamela Staten, and today is January 11th. We've got a lot to cover. I want to dedicate today's podcast to Sal and Nina Litvak. Um, They actually wrote a beautiful script. And after talking to Nina, she said, it's really about the message. And there is such a good message in their script. It's about a a rabbi that is falsely accused of something um, by his, his whole synagogue turns against him. So it's really good. Anyway, um, I also want to dedicate uh, the podcast to Officer Davis um, because he did a good deed today. And I do thank him. And also to Lauren and Jackie. They fed 250 homeless in Washington, D.C. over the Christmas holiday. Um, And I think that is tremendous. And then they had some vendor dedicated stuffed animals. Can you believe that? And so as they, after they fed the homeless, they gave them each a brand new stuffed animal for Christmas. And the way they described how their eyes lit up, um, it just gave me goosebumps. So I thought that was beautiful. So remember, those acts of kindness really do matter. They count. They add up. And uh, that's a good idea. Okay, let us pray. In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. Good morning, God. You're ushering in another day untouched and freshly new. So here we come to ask you, God, if you'll renew us too. Forgive the many errors that we made yesterday. And let us try again, dear God, to walk closer in thy way. Father, we are well aware we can't make it on our own. So take our hands and hold them tight. For we can't walk alone nor do we want to. We want to walk with you, God. Amen. Heavenly Father, I call on you right now in a special way. It is through your power that I was created. Every breath I take, every morning I wake, and every moment of every hour I live under your power. Father, I ask you now to touch me with that same power. For if you created me from nothing, You can certainly recreate me. Fill me with the healing power of your spirit. Cast out anything that should not be in me. Mend what is broken. Root out any unproductive cells. Open any blocked arteries or veins. And rebuild any damaged areas. Remove all inflammation and cleanse any infection. Let the warmth of your healing love pass through my body to make new any unhealthy areas so that my body will function the way you created it to function. And Father, restore me to full health in mind, body, and spirit so that I may serve you the rest of my life. And I ask this through Jesus Christ, 
our Lord. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. That's such a powerful prayer. And it really does heal. And it really does feel good. Okay, here's a prayer for today. Lord, make me an instrument of thy peace. Where there is hatred, let me sow love. Where there is injury, let me pardon. Where there is doubt, let me infuse faith. Where there is despair, let me bring hope. Where there is darkness, let me shine light. And where there is sadness, let me bring joy. O Divine Master, grant that I may not so much seek to be consoled as to console, to be understood as to understand, to be loved as to love. For it is in giving that we receive and it is in pardoning that we are pardoned. It is in dying that we are born to eternal life. Amen. Okay, I want to dive right in with uh, hope for each day. It says, what are you pursuing? So Ecclesiastes 2.10 reads, I denied myself nothing. Yet when I surveyed all that my hands had done and what I had toiled to achieve, everything was meaningless. King Solomon was convinced that he knew how to find happiness and with his vast resources, he was able to pursue it. Wealth, fame, pleasure, power, lavish houses, a reputation for wisdom, you name it, King Solomon had it. Yet after gaining everything he had ever wanted, he reluctantly concluded that his life was still empty and without meaning. His search for lasting happiness had failed and his soul was empty. Are you convinced that the things of this world will bring you happiness and peace by pursuing them with all your might? Well, don't be deceived because they never will. And the reason is because you were made to know and depend on God. Later, King Solomon realized this and he should have known it sooner. After all, his father David was a man after God's own heart and Solomon himself had vowed to live according to God's wisdom. So don't be misled. Make Christ the center and foundation of your life beginning today. Stay right there. We'll be right back with more wisdom. So listeners, today will never come again. So you've got to tell someone how special they are. Do something that encourages a smile and a brighter day. 
By doing so, you will not only help those around you, you will help yourself too. Because when you seek to inspire happiness in all people, you will not only find it, you will become it. Amen. Today I pray for you, a heart free of sadness, a mind free of worries, a life full of gladness, a body full of, excuse me, free of illness, and a day full of God's blessings. Amen. Our founding fathers created a governing framework based upon biblical principles. Slowly we have changed from one nation under God to a group of people who no longer want him to be involved. Well, tragically, we've become in numerous ways an ungodly nation. Many are driven by materialism and power. Immorality and rebellion are prevalent. Empty philosophy and false doctrine are widely acceptable. Underlying it all is a vocal decision to take God out of the nation's official business. Yet even in an unbelieving society, people can, as individuals, follow Jesus. But the world will continually disseminate faulty teachings, so believers must be discerning. Otherwise, erroneous messages can lead Christians to compromise their convictions. Then affections and priorities may change. Don't let the world's clamor make the Spirit's voice less audible. Without His guidance, our minds become vulnerable to lies. The Word of God is a compass that keeps us headed in the right direction even in the midst of confusing messages coming from all around. We need to be consistently filled with truth by reading, by believing, by meditating, and by applying the scriptures. God also tells us to pray without ceasing. If our minds are focused upon him, unholy beliefs will not be able to take root. The word of God is our guidebook. We will still face difficulty as we live in this imperfect world, and it is a confusing dark place that entices us, but never fulfills our true longings. Yet God's truth will bring confidence and boldness and his spirit will direct and strengthen us, enabling us to live victoriously. Amen. No greater word spoken by Dr. Charles Stanley. And here's a humble morning prayer. My humble prayer for you this morning is that nothing will threaten your peace. Nothing will deflate your faith. Nothing will steal your joy.
Nothing will take away all you have gathered and achieved. May God be your shield and protect all that he has given to you. Amen. That's right. God gave it to us. Amen. Um, so, you know, when I open up my Bible, I kind of get lost in it. <laughs> and there's just so much richness in it. I, I just got to share. I got to share. So here's what the Bible says about the value of hard work. And um, it comes around chapter, tw- uh, excuse me, 39 of Genesis. So while God requires us to work at the same time, he leads others to pay us a fair wage for the work that we do. We find a marvelous example of good compensation for hard work in the life of Joseph, the 11th son of Jacob. Joseph's spiteful brothers sold him into slavery to some passing merchants, and eventually the young man became the property of a powerful Egyptian official. Yet, despite Joseph's slavery, the Lord was with Joseph, and he was a successful man. And his master saw that the Lord was with him, and that the Lord made all he did to prosper in his hand. So Joseph found favor in his sight and served him. Then he made him overseer of his house and all that he had put under his authority. So the Lord blessed the Egyptian's house for Joseph's sake. Thus he left all that he had in Joseph's hand. Joseph did not own the large Egyptian estate that he managed, yet he had full run of it. Even though he was in a difficult place, God was using him and he was fully in charge of his master's property. He lived well, ate well, and dressed well. He had all his material needs met because the Lord caused his master to deal with him favorably. And the same can be true of your life. So if you are giving your best effort at work and are trusting God to give you wisdom in all your endeavors, then watch for the ways in which the Lord will cause others to bless you. Oh yeah. The Egyptian received a blessing in return. He had no worries or concerns while Joseph had proven himself worthy of his trust. So God calls you to give maximum effort in your work and do all that you can to earn the trust of those who work with you or who supervise you. How can you motivate yourself to reach this high standard? Well, the best way is to consciously acknowledge God's presence in every area of your work. The knowledge that God is with you as you work will keep you energized every day. Amen.
the awareness of God's presence energizes us for our work. Stay right there. Be right back with more wisdom. Told ya. Also in the Bible, I read a section that says, why doesn't God answer my prayer sooner? So if God hears our requests and loves us so much that he sent his own son, Jesus Christ, to die for us, then why does it appear to take him so long to respond to some of our most urgent requests? I want you to carefully considering consider the following eight reasons the delay may be caused by these number one our doubt god wants us to trust him to go to him with our needs without a doubt of his love power and provision for us so always remember with faith all things are possible second our attempts at manipulation. If we try to control or manipulate God, we should not expect answers to our prayers. He is the master, we are the servants. Another reason why God may not answer your prayer sooner is because of the wrong motivation. Neither self-centered requests nor nor those tinged with evil intent will receive an answer. God refuses to partner with our lusts and our schemes. Number four, our disobedience. Our sin can prompt God to withhold his gracious hand. When we disobey his commands and refuse to repent, He will give us over to the stubbornness of our own heart. He will withdraw his favor and he will wait to answer us until we are willing to deal with our sin. Okay. Number five, our lack of responsibility. God cannot be expected to compensate for a lazy or negligent person. The Lord has his work to do, and we have ours. Another reason God may not answer your prayer sooner is because we're rejecting God's method. Don't turn away God's means of supplying your need merely because it doesn't fit your expectations or criteria. A man named Naaman almost made this mistake and it would have cost him his health if he hadn't listened to the Lord. Another reason is God's redirection. Sometimes God is in the process of redirecting us or preparing us for something new. God loves to do fresh, exciting things with his people, so be ready. And one of the last reasons why God doesn't answer prayer soonest is because of God's desire to teach us. God may want us to focus on our spiritual and eternal needs, 
so that we will learn to trust him in all things and for all things. Even when God delays his answers, he instructs us to keep on praying. He wants us to trust him at every turn and prayer is that act of faith because when we pray, we are essentially saying, Lord, you know all the things that I need and your wisdom, your strength, your ability, and your peace without fail will provide God's answers when we call to him. Amen. So if you wonder why God isn't answering your prayers, review those eight reasons and then get it together. Amen. Let's read Psalm 11. We haven't read them in a minute. Psalm 11, a psalm from David. I trust in the Lord for protection. So why do you say to me, fly like a bird to the mountains for safety? The wicked are stringing their bows and fitting their arrows on their bowstrings. They shoot from the shadows at those whose hearts are right. The foundations of law and order have collapsed. What can the righteous do? But the Lord is in his holy temple. The Lord still rules from heaven. He watches everyone closely, examining every person on earth. The Lord examines both the righteous and the wicked. He hates those who love violence and he will rain down blazing coals and burning sulfur on the wicked, punishing them with scorching winds. For the righteous, the Lord loves justice. The virtuous will indeed see his face. Amen. Love it, love it, love it. Let's see God's promises day by day for today. Okay. Jeremiah 31.3 says, I have loved you with an everlasting love. Therefore, with loving kindness, I have drawn you. We get in a hurry when we don't wait on the Lord. We jump ahead and do rash things. We shoot from the hip. We run off at the mouth, saying things that we later regret for sure. But when we have sufficiently waited on the Lord, he gets full control of our spirit. And at such moments, we're like a glove in his hand and it's moving us wherever he pleases. Amen. Amen. God's way day by day. Oh dear Lord, three things I pray. Okay, Psalm 25. It says, keep my soul and deliver me. Let me not be ashamed for I put my trust in you. David did not go from being a favored person in the king's court to being king. The Lord allowed David to be in exile for more than a decade, 
all the while refining certain leadership skills in him. In exile, David wrote many of the Psalms that we have in our Bibles today. In exile, David learned to trust God in all circumstances, regardless of his personal feelings. So those years of being on the run from Saul, often fearful for his very life, were the years that the Lord used to refine competencies in David, to make him an excellent statesman and military commander, as well as a compassionate leader and a provider for his followers. Amen. God, it makes you think of the work that God is doing on us. Many of us may still be in exile and God is working on us, but the good news is God is with us. So come back tomorrow. Let's pray some more. Thank you, thank you, thank you for praying with me today because I feel the blessings and I know they got started. Feels good, feels good. Uh, Go out, bless someone today, please. And um, make it a good one. Bye for now. Thank you.